This is Wahasu, the World Happiness Summit. Feel the science. Why are we here? We are here because these three beautiful ladies have taken uh, the course, the certification course, uh, that uh, allowed them to become chief happiness officers. So this course is offered and certified by Wohasu and Florida International University. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so we want to know more about this and I'm curious myself. I mean, I don't know how they processed uh, the course. Some uh, actually took it very recently, um, but others uh, have taken it, what, two to three years ago. So I, I'm very, very curious myself uh, to find out more about what was their experience and how it has impacted uh, somehow their life, their professional life, their community, etc. So, but first I would like to start asking you, why do you think there is a need for a chief happiness officer? Anybody who wants to share? Because of the condition of the workplace. Sorry? Yes, it is. Because of the condition of the workplace right now. Okay. I think the time is right. Mm -hmm. And what I've seen um, is that there's been a power shift. You know, years ago, we used to talk about the fact that power had shifted from the people who sell to the people who buy. And now what I'm seeing is the power has shifted from the people who lead to the people who work. So the power is there. They're saying, we're not happy. I don't have to work in a place that I'm not happy. And I think it, unless organizations wake up, they're going to continue to lose people. Thank yeah, you. I agree. Um, the thing is that in any organization and in any company, there should be a CHO because uh, we have to shift from a competitive background to a cooperative background and because we need to make people happy also while they are working because in this way uh, people go home and live their happy lives so there is also in the, la the last times this issue about the time how to use properly our time and the workers have understood, the people understand now that they are their own uh, owner, they are owners of their time, so they want to use the time properly also at work and, and uh, be part of a, of a team in a positive way and not just in a fighting way. Thank you, thank you. So in my role, um, I deal a lot with relationships. Um, so I'm on the technology side, um, but the expectation is that I build these strategic relationships with some of the big, big names that you know, like Microsoft and SAP. Um, and what I found, and especially through the pandemic, is that um, the pace is even greater than it ever was. I think that there's a little bit of a lack of trust in terms of, you know, are people really out there working or, you know, are they just sitting home doing nothing? So what we noticed in, in our company is that the, the pressure really got turned on and what happened is that people kind of stopped, I guess, looking at relationships. And so, you know, it was just all about kind of like the fight, uh, like, I, you know, we have three words that I hear quite frequently, fight, aggression, and anger, you know, and, and I just, I think that, um, you know, we need to kind of get past that and build those strategic relationships. And the CHO is just a, a perfect foundation for doing that. 
so fascinating that you're saying that because we just changed one of the four competencies into relationships. So now we have a competency of a CHO that is purely relationships. Obviously, we were actually going in depth into relationships even with the other competencies because they were hiring and training for happiness and obviously it has to do with relationships. But we have decided that that's a competency by itself and we need to treat it as such. So thank you, thank you. Next question then. Um, tell us more about your experience uh, with the CHO during that weekend because it's just a week, an intense weekend of course. Um, some of you did it in person, and, uh, yeah. and then uh, we have also the case of uh, actually uh, getting certified online. Uh, give me an idea of what was that type of experience so that everybody can understand it. It was intense. <laughs> it was intense. It, from, a, from a very wonderful perspective, because of you and the nature of your work, you go deep fast. So I think what happened, because there's a whole group of us three years ago, and we're still in touch with one another, and we're still supporting one another. And even if we don't talk all the time, it's, it, we know we have the support system. And I think that's because we went so deep so fast, starting with the values, that we built relationships with each other that really went, to speak to what makes me happy, very much heart to heart. A lot of hugging in that class. <laughs> <laughs> and still now. And, and, we, and you know what? We're, we all came there for the same reason. And I think that, that tied us together. We had this, and I think we all, especially the, the first class, we all believed we were pioneers. We all believed we were going to go out and you know, get out there in the wild west of, of business and bring something that was so badly needed. So there was a bonding that took place. And I'm going to gather even because, again, because of how you facilitate things, I'm going to gather even if you do it online, that that bonding happens. Yeah, it and, definitely happens. And yeah. it's so important because you are out there doing something that no one else does. Yeah. Or very few people do. Right. We need more of you to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but it, I think we need that with each other to keep supporting each other. So well done. Yeah. Thank you. And for me, it, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go, go ahead. Oh. At first, it, I felt like it was academic. And so I was online, it was Friday, so I did mine online. It was Friday, like evening, afternoon, you know, and I just said, oh boy, like I feel I'm in, I'm in school, you know, learning about all the, kind of the science behind it all. But um, by Sunday, I, w I was so incredibly inspired and I found my own, my own purpose going through the exercises and the needs and the values and really understanding why maybe at work I wasn't connecting as much as I felt like I should have been. So um, for me, it was just a launching off of everything that has come since October. So thrilled with it, yes. Now, what I uh, think is that it was like, first of all, you have to trust the process, like she was saying, mm -hmm. because at the beginning, uh, you need to, uh, to have some, uh, some important um, points to, to have clear. And uh, then you are gonna have aha moments. That's because you are like, as she said, like-minded people. So you, you don't think you are weird anymore, <laughs> that you are looking for, yeah, yeah, you're a dreamer anymore because there are people that are working for, really working on happiness in anywhere among people. And 
um, and then yes, the, 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 really it's a community. And this is beautiful because you can exchange ideas, you can help each other uh, with projects because we all do different works. Someone is CEO, some other is HR, uh, someone else is maybe CFO. So uh, like just bring in our own competences, this new sparkling um, experience, this light. I say it like light. That when you enter in, 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 in a place, it's like, uh, um, I mean, in an organization, you are bringing really light. So everyone is fascinated and is, it's easier to convince people to be nicer. Thank you. Thank you. Just to make sure, um, there are these four competencies that uh, are going to be learned. And the first one is self-leadership. The second is stress, engagement, and flow, how to deal with stress, engagement, and flow. The third is relationships. And the fourth is managing positive organizations. So how can you put it all together so that it could, uh, you know, we can put together processes and procedures in a way that will help not only the individual, but the company at large or the team at large. So give me an idea of what was the effect of the chief happiness officer. Uh, so I want to know the effect on you, or the effect on your organization or your team, and maybe also the effect uh, related to the community uh, you are in. I think, it did, I think it did a lot for me personally. I'll start with that piece of it. Um, I'm in my own business and have been for 32 years. And um, as, I, as I made the shift, I used to teach mostly customer care and then I shifted to happiness when I studied with Marty. And then when I studied with you, it, it, it solidified it. It solidified it. it. It legitimized it. I think that was really important for me because of how I had been positioned before in the workplace. And so I think it made, you know, on a personal level, uh, I was very proud. I was very, very proud of it. Um, as far as as far as work goes, I actually put on my Zoom, you know, because because we've only been on Zoom for so long. Uh, mine says Joanna Brandy, CHO, and I think the curiosity people say, "What's a CHO?" So it gives me the opportunity to talk about what it is and what it means and how it's used. And things like that. It's it's been it's been a wonderful experience for me. Thank you. For me, it was uh, leading by example a lot because I switched from being a leader or a manager who was always controlling uh, to a servant, like listening to people and asking questions, being proactive, and uh, let people because organizations are people so letting people uh, express themselves and and find together solutions so like the the, the self-empowerment helps you set aside your ego and understand your talents but also research look for the talents in others and the needs and the values of course thank you, thank you. so i have a pretty concrete i guess um example of how the, the CHO has been used. So at the end, that Sunday night, my whole family was dying of hunger and sick of me <laughs> being locked up in the office all weekend doing the CHO certification. But I wrote a, a long, long email 
to my CIO and to a few other executives um, because I was just kind of overwhelmed with the feeling of, again, understanding my purpose and then how I could bring that back to my own organization. And so I talked about relationship building and how I felt like we really maybe you know weren't doing it correctly or we weren't doing enough to build relationships with those strategic vendors. And so it was kind of like a whole dissertation, but at the end of it, um, what came of this is that I have a very progressive CIO, thank goodness. So um, she has given me the opportunity and the space to really build something wonderful within our IT organization. So um, we're working on a framework that consists of four different steps that will help us build these strategic relationships with our partners. And kind of at the same time that that was going on, um, I had the opportunity to assist VMware. I'm sure a lot of you, if you're in the technology field, know VMware. Um, and I just happened upon these people at the same time that I was building the framework. And so I now have partners next to me from a, from a vendor perspective. Um, there's an organizational psychologist and then uh, two other people who are just all about happiness and they want to do the certification themselves. So we're piloting the framework and we expect to have that rolled out by April in use for other organizations. So yeah, yes. this is yes. really cool. Yes. See, it's so interesting because you know, in the past, if you think about uh, the, the chief officers uh, of the past, actually, they are still obviously current, like chief operating officer and uh, chief finance officer, etc. Clearly, I mean, th those, um, titles were given after uh, people actually were in the business and, and eventually we had to classify them somehow. The, you know, the, the novelty, I believe, of the chief happiness officer is that there is a need clearly, but is not surfacing completely. And now we are going to label it and define it so that we can push it forward so that we can help the change process if you want and make it happen so it's not that everybody will understand what a chief happiness officer is but at least we, it will start instill curiosity and people will understand yeah probably this is needed and and obviously we saw it with jen fisher yesterday with a chief wellness officer uh, which you know occurred several years ago um one uh, probably last question maybe is not um what what could be the suggestions you would give to someone who could be interested? Um, do they have to specialize in something, in your opinion? What should they expect? Um, what uh, should they um, eventually uh, offer uh, to others in terms of doing the work together and, uh, and becoming a chief happiness officer? What could you suggest them? I would suggest they do it. <laughs> you know, I'm going to cut right to the chase. Um, I think that the wonderful thing about it, again, for me, is that um, it, and it, because of how it's framed, it takes you into a journey of self first. And, and I work mostly, I'd say, in the field of positive leadership as opposed to, say, in the field of happiness. And that's the first thing. And we heard about it so much yesterday, that, that condition of how do you be? And, and that's where it starts in the course that you do. It starts with how do you be? And who do you want to be? And it's, it's a, I think the journey of exploration, even if you're not going to 
use it as a title in business, the journey of the exploration. And then it goes very broad with how, how do you work with the whole organization. I think it's wonderful. I, I just, it, was, it was an expansive experience. And I'm all for expansive experiences. So. In our organization, we do, uh, we do work a little bit with needs, values, and purpose. But it's done kind of in isolation. So it's part of an advanced leadership program. And it's covered very, very quickly. So over the course of maybe a couple hours, you're you know, expected to identify your needs, values, purpose. And I think the benefit of the CHO program was the cohort, because we really got to share and we got to spend time. So it was a day on needs, right? And a day on values and a day on purpose. And, um, you know, and then the sharing of ideas. And uh, I, it just, it was really a, an enlightening experience for me. And like, like you said, you know, I think I, I grew personally from that experience. Um, so I, I highly recommend it. Uh, yes, for sure. Uh, be prepared to work on self because this is the beginning, because before becoming a CHO for a company or an organization, you have to become your own CHO. And, uh, and this is, uh, um, and, and the other thing I, I, I would tell you about is the fact that uh, during, the, um, during the three days, you will see a lot of case studies, real case studies, Let's show that it works. Let's show that uh, people are happier, companies are more, much more successful than, than before, and, and this is a win-win situation. So you're gonna really shift in, in, in your values, and, and also because we, uh, we deal with relationships, we learn to speak non-violent communication, like, Sandro will teach about with, um, like Marshall Rosenberg told us, and this 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 really changes the attitude, your attitude towards the other. The other. That's beautiful. thank you. Any questions from the from the public, please? Okay, one question there, one here. Okay, hi. It might be easier to present this to your company, um, but what if you're trying to approach this as like an independent contractor? Do you guys teach how to approach companies or, you know, is this more on a big corporation level? Could it be also done in smaller business? So like I'm considering it, but I want to know how I'm going to navigate through it. So if you guys can speak a little bit about that. Absolutely. Um well, you will see that, in, for example, even in her case, she's not working for a big organization. She's actually uh, uh, an independent contractor, right? And so it works both ways. The point here is, as, they, as you heard, they start from the self, and then obviously the self can be replicated. <laughs> and, but after that, you have to build relationships, therefore, the processes and procedures uh, that can be applied to make sure that happiness is spread out in a way that uh, allows everybody to contribute somehow. 
So it, it doesn't, I don't know if you feel that there is yeah. a substantial difference between those who attended for themselves mostly because they have their own company and those who are working for a big company uh, like uh, her case, for example. I would go ahead. I would uh, say something about uh, startups and small, medium companies. I would say it's even easier because you, because if you are a startup, you can create your own uh, new organ happy organization or positive organization, and that's even easier because you have to hire people, and you are going to hire like-minded. Maybe one interesting thing you will find out is that when you speak for to, to hire someone, you will choose on the basis of your values, for example. The other thing is in small companies, mainly people know each other, so it's gonna be can be easier to interact and find solutions together. Yeah, and so, that's a very good point. Let me give you an example. Uh, in companies that have already been there, traditional companies, when you make the shift to positive organizations, it takes years. Yes. Okay. But when you, let's say that you start from scratch and then you start hiring based on needs. Let me give you an example. What, what do you represent? Google, for example, they have meetings in, in these big pools with all colored balls. I don't know if you have ever seen that, but go check, uh, put Google meetings, and they have these huge pools with all these colored balls, and they have meetings there, very creative, very successful. So you see, if you start, you start right with, with the right foot in terms of what are your needs at work? Uh, do you have needs for play? Do you have a, a need for growth? Do you have a need for a challenge, for support, uh, for teamwork, for collaboration? And based on that, you start building a company that really reflects that. And you know that there are some people in the company that can meet those needs. And the same thing with values, because positive organizations actually use job crafting constantly uh, based on values. Okay, based on your, this is, these are your tasks. Now, mold them the way you want based on your values as far as we get the result. So you see, it's easier uh, when you do it uh, from the beginning. Uh, it's more challenging, but also more rewarding in a way that if you start transforming traditional organizations into positive. I hope I answered that. We answered Please. I think, it makes, I think it makes the cohort richer as well. You know, if you had a cohort that was just all people from large organizations, you wouldn't get the same value, I don't think, that you do from having, you know, all different people from all different types of companies. Okay, so here we go from one, uh, you know, the business of one to the business of how many are you at Southern? 22,000. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so that gives you a sense of, right. of the spread here. Yeah. Please. Hello, guys. Hello, you all. Actually, um, I'm so proud to be part of this first group. Professor Sander was great. And, you know, I'm so, uh, at the time, three years ago, I was uh, as an, an executive and I was so focused, you know, and he was just trying to explain how, how it worked. And then I was so, come on, let's straight to the point. You know, I was like that, you know, and he said, calm down, you're going to understand the process. 
And I'm here to encourage you, all of you that are here and somehow had your heart, you know, like, wow, I like to make a difference in my company. It doesn't matter if you are a marketing, uh, I was, that was my position, chief marketing officer of the company. Uh, it doesn't matter if you have a high position or no position at all. We as a human being, we are here to make the difference in our environment. And these people, and I endorse what Joanna said, we have this group and we still, um, you know, encourage each other, although we do not see each other. It's amazing. We created a family because we want to. We want to create this life. We choose this life. So I'm here to encourage all of you. Do this course. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Please, last question. I just have a very quick question. I understand the next program is in May, May, I think, yes. 13 to the 15th, and it's Eastern time zone. Do you know when the next one will be? Yes. And be. is it going to remain online? Is it because of COVID online? Or are you planning Thank to you. be in person uh, at some the point? The next is online, the one in mid-May, but then there is another one in mid-October, which will be in person at the FIU campus, okay? mid-October, that weekend of the 14th of October, that will be in person. So, um, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you to all of you. You're listening to the World Happiness Summit podcast. For more information, check out our website at worldhappinesssummit.com or send us an email at contact at Thank you for listening.